Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. As always, I am Boyd Matheson, and a lot of words are being said about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And I think that is good and right, and we should do that, and we should listen. And it isn't enough to just talk about the giants like Martin Luther King Jr. We have to start acting like them. Uh, It has often been said that we stand on the shoulders of giants. That is true. And we have to realize and recognize that the only reason we can stand on the shoulders of giants like Martin Luther King Jr. is because they were willing to square their shoulders and do something that would make a difference. So, yes, we should be having these conversations. We should be talking about uh, extraordinary people like Martin Luther King Jr. And it's not enough. We can't just talk about them. We got to start acting like them. We have to recognize the things that they were willing to do, the action they were willing to take, even when it didn't look so good, even when it didn't feel so good. One of the things that I admire most about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is even in the midst of all the horrendous treatment that he received, uh, he never lost that thing called hope. He, he often talked about it. He said, we, we can't give in to the fatigue of despair. That we have to keep that hope. It was always stunning to me, and I love to go back and listen to his words, that this just was, wasn't a good idea or a good thing to do. He did what he did because he believed in the country. He believed in the Constitution. He believed in the laws of the country. He believed in the Bill of Rights. And he knew that because we had those in this country, it's what gave him a chance to create a space for all of this country to live up to the principles we profess to believe. Uh, He often, in his speeches, went to the Bill of Rights and why, even in the midst of horrible treatment, unjust treatment, he still believed. If I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country, maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they hadn't committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly, somewhere I read, of the freedom of speech, somewhere I read, 
of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest for rights. That'll get your blood pumping just a little bit. And here's the big question. Have you read? Have you read the Constitution? Have you read the Bill of Rights lately? I love that Dr. King would always frame things in the form of a question. And that he would often do this introspection that sort of invited everybody listening into the conversation. In that clip, somewhere somewhere I've read about this freedom of assembly, somewhere I've read of this freedom of speech, somewhere I've read of the freedom of the press, somewhere I've read that the greatness of America is the right to protest for what is right. The fact that he would spend time in his speeches saying, you know what, if I lived in China, or if I lived in Russia, or if I lived in any of these totalitarian countries, there would be no chance. There would be no opportunity for change. There would be no way to move the movement forward. If you haven't listened to or read recently, because we often focus on his I Have a Dream speech uh, as we come to Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and rightly so. Extraordinary speech, incredible times, amazing space. But I encourage you to go and look at, read, and listen to his address when he received the Nobel Peace Prize. I think it's one of his greatest speeches ever. It was not long. And because of that, he got to the essence of the essence of it all. He really boiled it all down in that speech. And I think one of the most powerful things he taught in that moment as he received an award. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It actually wasn't about receiving an award. It was about using that as a platform and a place to challenge not just the American people, but the rest of the world to live differently to become better, and to do something. Take a listen. I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. This is why right temporarily defeated is stronger than evil triumphant. Uh, We could listen to a replay of that clip uh, for the next hour, and I think we all could think of a number of things where that would fit. But think on that a little bit today. I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. And this is why right, temporarily defeated, is stronger than evil triumphant. Uh, I've seen that. I've seen that in so many different places around the world, where this simple idea that unarmed truth and unconditional love really does get the last word in the end. It really does. And I think Dr. King understood uh, that that is where a lot of the power comes from. Uh, Because absent that, all we end up with is a lot of hate, a lot of contempt, 
uh, a lot of finger pointing and placing blame, a lot of shoulder shrugging rather than shoulder squaring. And I go back where we began this segment, that the reason we're able to stand on the shoulders of giants like Martin Luther King Jr. is because they were willing to, sh- to square them. Uh, in very difficult moments. So what are we going to do in our moments? Are we going to shrug our shoulders and say, well, it's not my job, not my fault. Somebody in Washington will handle it. Uh, Or will we square our shoulders? And will we become part of the solution? Will we become part of what's next? Uh, I often think of that in the context of uh, how do we actually get to that truth, unarmed truth, I think it's one of the biggest challenges we have in the world today because we have my truth, your truth. We have all kinds of different flavors of truth, depending on what uh, social media platform you're on. And that's part of the problem. Yes, we can have pluralism. No question about that. Uh, But truth is truth. Uh, I love what uh, Abraham Lincoln used to do with his audience. He he loved to engage the audience and he often used riddles uh, in, in order to make a point. And he would often ask the question, uh, if you called a dog's tail a leg, how many legs would a dog have? And of course, when the audience would respond and say five, he would say no, four. Calling a tail a leg does not make it a leg. Truth is truth. And so we have to be willing to get to the truth. And sometimes it's hard to hear the truth. Uh, Listening is becoming such a lost art in the world today. So we need to get to that truth. And whether that's talking about relationships and race, or whether that's talking uh, about the environment, uh, we have to get to the truth and be willing to have a conversation about truth. Because unarmed truth and unconditional love, I think that is the key. That is the bulwark of society. Uh, It is what makes us unique in the world, is that we show that we can have law and compassion, that those two things are compatible. And you can apply that to anything from homelessness and addiction to immigration and the border and everything in between. But you have to be willing to lean in uh, to a different kind of of conversation. And I think Martin Luther King Jr. got it right. I think echoing all the way back to Abraham Lincoln with malice towards none and charity for all. And it is time that unarmed truth and unconditional love has the final word. And that is the final word for today. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, Make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. 
but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.